Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host today, filling in for the infamous Joey No Chill Prano and other infamous Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. <laughs> you put the acting face on for that I one. I really didn't did. You? I tried hard. I tried hard. I got a lot to live up to with that one. Now, Prano is doing some personal. Stand-up comedy thusting in New York, and we got a lot of blowback from Dirtballs saying, you guys didn't cover the World Cup at all, this is bullshit, blah, 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 and Prano was like, well, then fuck them. Tuck, tuck and fill in and cover the World Cup for me. Yeah, and, by, and doing that, like, I know no more than you guys, but, like, but, <laughs> I, but, I, but I, I've watched. That's, I mean, I think the fun of the World Cup is... For me, it's like just getting up and watching games at like, you know, six in the morning, seven in the morning. Well, see, that's that's been my let's just get to it. That's my biggest problem, Tug. The games all this week through the weekend are at five, eight and eleven a.m. our time. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm not making excuses. I was very honest last episode and I and I told everybody I have not watched the World Cup because I just wanted a goddamn break. I just wanted a break from what? Your life is a joke. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, every Instagram story is you playing basketball in Venice Beach or hanging up a, like a Top Gun poster on your wall. What are you talking about? I needed a break from <laughs> sports, Tom. Oh, okay. I got you. There's, there's, the, the, listen, after the NBA draft, you have some World Cup. That, that sort of like mid-July to mid-August, that's the break time. There's not, what's, what's going on mid-July through mid-August? I get a month off. That's it. You want two months off? I mean, come on, man. What do you, mid, even mid-August, well, you, what, you want some like NFL spring training news? Well, the college, football, draft, college, college football, football rolls around like end of August. Man. Yeah, they but, keep creeping that up earlier and earlier. Look, 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 I guess I shouldn't be making excuses, and I was. Uh, but let's talk about the actual time. So you think, again, games are at 5 and 8 a.m. You think I should be getting up for these soccer games, which a sport I have been honest about. That I don't care about. Yeah, the five a.m. one I think is well. I mean, like what East Coast is eight. Yeah, eight a.m. for the first game, not bad. The five a.m. one I think is almost an auto DVR for 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 the West Coasters. I mean, I definitely don't get up for that game. Although I'm kind of excited to try one time just to get up at five in the morning and go to these pubs and bars that are open at five just to see who is in there. You're really making me feel bad because I, I you, because you have a family, you have a child. That's right. You have way more things on your plate than me. And I'm just going, nah, I need my sleep. That's exactly right. I'm just trying to squeeze life, you know, as much as I can. And you just, I, I can't, I'm actually disappointed <laughs> in you, like, that you would just, your life is such a, like, I thought everyone kind of wanted your life. But uh, the 8 a.m., the 5 a.m., 8 a.m., I think it's, I think it's awesome because you kind of like it's, like, it's like a compressed version of the NFL. Like, you do the game. Okay. And, then, and you go on with your day. Like, the games, the other thing I love about soccer, one of the many things I like, especially in the World Cup, in the early stages, you know you're done in, in in like two hours because there's no commercials. I do like, like the no commercials. I, mean, it, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I, I, mean, I saw someone on Twitter trying to ask like how they do the economics, but we need to figure this out. What do you mean? What do you mean how they do the economics? Well, I mean, like, obviously, it's a this is a TV show, 
because people are paying for it to be on 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 air. So Budweiser, et cetera. Yeah. Budweiser's like Budweiser's cool with the idea of like, listen, don't run a commercial with Clydesdale. Just put the the ribbon up next to the score, and we're good. Okay. Like, how does that work? I, I'm I'm curious. I'm just I'm, I'm sort of asking. Yeah. I'm sure you don't know the answer to that. It's like, no. Like the worst person to ask is you. What do you mean I'm the worst person to ask? <laughs> the, the thing I have paid attention to was I saw that there was an ad that's running in all the Spanish speaking countries, which has caused uh, some blowback. It is an ad for vibrating underwear. I've not seen this. Yeah. Why, why can't this cross over? I, I, why isn't it, why isn't <laughs> yeah. it in Estados Unidos, huh? Yeah. Why isn't it here in America? Yeah, I saw that. It's an ad for basically, I don't know if it's like a vibrator, an, an underwear for a woman, because that was all in Spanish. And uh, sadly, I'm not as fluent as I should be. I'm not fluent at all, and I'm very embarrassed by it. My, dude, dude my... I lived in Spain for four months. Yeah. With a family that spoke zero English. And how was it then for you? Could you get around? For sure. I mean, that was also 2002, fall of 2002. Uh, my family, my host mother, shout out to Feely if she's still alive. <laughs> still listening. Uh, she spoke zero English. So by the end of that trip, I, I understood Spanish very, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Speaking it was still, that's not the easiest. But uh, then I went back to Missouri in college yeah. and there was nobody speaking Spanish in Missouri. My wife speaks Spanish and um, fluently. Yep. And um, we went to Spain years ago and like they're making like we got in a cab and she had the best conversation with the cab driver and every other word was like them pointing at me. Yeah. There's nothing worse than like yeah. that experience. But but uh, that brings up a point that I want that I'm enjoying about the World Cup is uh, do you do you watch games like uh, like you go to the Rams games? Do, do you like being sort of like around other people rooting for sports or do you like to like be in your own space and watch them alone? Well, it depends. I come from a different background because a lot of times, you know, I make some of my living through funneling people to websites and through social media. So on like NFL Sundays, I kind of like being alone, but no, not if, if I'm going to a game, I for sure want to be around people. See, that's, I think that's been what's been really fun for the World Cup so far is going, I've been a couple of different places. I'm trying to go to like five or six places around town that all like support their teams. Like, ah. I went to, uh, that is cool. I went to Verskuch or Verskuch or whatever you want to call it on, uh, on Lincoln, which is a German beer hall. Now, it was predominantly a Mexican. A fan base there, but it was super fun because Mexico won one nothing. Good food there, by the way. Good too. food. Everyone's up at like eight in the morning. You know, you're having a beer at eight thirty in the morning. It's like yeah. a great excuse to have beers at eight in the morning. It is a great excuse you know, to drink early. It's a fun like it just feels like a fun month. I feel like you're just kind of connecting with the world at large. Yeah, uh, which is part of part of the fun of the World Cup. But uh, you want to talk about some of the teams? Well, hold on. Where else have you gone? This is I think this is cool. So you're you're doing a, basically a tug coker tour. I am doing a tug coker tour around L.A. Have you uh, gone to? Uh, have you gone to any of the English pubs? Not yet, but I I, I did go to a Cock and Bull f- uh, four years ago, and it was, there was a line. It was like it was like a four block line, like no one could get in. It you want to hear a great Cock and Bull story? Please. I uh, they used to do an open mic stand up comedy night there. This is Prano's favorite bar in um, L.A. By the Which way, which I don't understand. I think most people don't understand. It's not the food's not that good. <laughs> Prano always goes, dude. The food at Cock and Bull, the English food, it's not that good. It's not that good. No one, no, no, English are not known for their food. Let's be honest. Yeah, I know. Prano's yeah. always pushing to go to Cock and Bull. So anyway, they used to do an open mic there on Sunday night. I think I've told this story actually on Dirty Sports. Not a good idea, by the way, right? Like, 
you know, an English pub, you're bringing in like LA comics and like hipster comics trying to work out material. One night, uh, the comedian started uh, messing with one of these just drunk English patrons at the bar. A full fledged fight broke out. Like during a set? <laughs> <laughs> so like the English dude who's he's so English you know when the people are like so English you don't understand what they're saying yeah like like the accent was that strong yeah it's so thick so thick yeah. he charges the uh, the stage of the comic that's unbelievable and I'm like what am I doing like like and I remember I still had to go up I'm like wait I'm supposed to follow this I'm supposed to go up there with like you guys on Tinder like <laughs> like how do you follow a full-fledged fight that just broke out on a Sunday night needless to say the open mic didn't last too long there well you know I think I, I went to, I went four years ago for the uh, for the US uh, uh, England game I think it, that was a one-one draw and uh, I definitely want to go back there there's King's head for people who are like listening from LA who obviously know that space but there's a couple like uh, Apparently, there's a place in Santa Monica that has like a big Iceland following. I have no idea why. Yeah. But, uh, so I'm I'm just kind of ex- kind of excited to go. It's a great excuse for a young you know a, a dad with a young kid to kind of get out early, avoid you know watching the, the, the sun in the morning and say like you know it's one month, babe. Sure. It's one month. Well, you have a, you and have a, a, you have a great wife for that. Very a very good wife. By the way, Tug, did we both miss this? I'm just looking in the comment section on YouTube. Did I say welcome to the Dent Report? and neither of us caught it no i guess i wasn't listening i'm looking at lots of comments they're saying welcome to the dent report i was just right i was just i was just sitting on hello andy and totally didn't wasn't listening like a bad actor that's amazing you weren't listening and i said welcome to the dent report i'm mixing up my podcasts is that is that too are you are you are you being spread too thin no no i'm not being spread too thin i mean you you already just said that a few minutes ago i did off air you've or on, on, the, on the pre-show, maybe. No, on the show. You oh. guilted me. You're saying, look, Ruther, like, I got shit going on. I got a wife. I got a child. Oh, yeah. I'm making it to these games. You're a single dude who lives in a studio apartment. But let's get to the actual games. Now, you've yeah. watched them. We, we have the groups printed out yeah. here, which I think will help. Well, I, I have the groups. And I'm, I'm more interested because I think in these second round games, there's a lot of guys uh, out the Dirt Balls know. I've seen a lot of uh, some, some great tweets out there. Um, uh, I think the second game, when you've won the first, is really important because it gets you to that next round, uh, the knockoff stage and um, um, the knockout stage. Okay. And um, I think that's really important. Like, I think uh, Russia like has a chance to. Uh, they've already basically advanced. They got to play Uruguay next week. I mean, Russia's looking one of the most surprising host teams of the last. Several World Cups. But I will say, again, I don't know anything. Like, I'm going to preface this, guys. Like, Oh, both. This is two guys don't, who, who don't follow soccer so, year-round. So if you're, one of the, if you're a legit soccer or football fan, don't hold us to this. There are many other places to go to get the actual analysis. Yeah, but wait until you see some of the things I had on the rundown. Because it, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's dirty sports related. But, or is uh, it dent report related? Yeah, God, look at me. The dent is showing. So... My friend and comedian uh, Michael Majid, he has a soccer podcast, and you know he works in the soccer business for a living. He did come on our show for a preview, but he did say, I'm going to give a little caveat for Russia. He said it was the easiest bracket, and it wasn't, you know, he's, he's calling bullshit. Like, oh, they randomly replaced in a total fluff bracket. So that's my one caveat. Like, I get what you're saying, that they're surprising people. 
But from what he said, and I trust him, someone who knows the sport, they were placed in a total fucking cream puff bracket. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, having, I just watched, I'm a little late to the party, people out there who watched um, Icarus. Have you seen Icarus? This documentary that won the best documentary at the uh, Academy Awards. Yeah, I did it's, watch uh, it. What's about, that about? Again? It's about a guy who uh, is who, who is a documentarian and a, and a writer, and he wanted to. Uh, he, he loves cycling, so he uh, tried to do this like one of the most uh, prestigious amateur cycling races in the world, and he finished like top twenty. Okay, and so he he, he wanted to to juice himself. Yeah. And so, but uh, people who know this, you know, forgive me, but like, so he, he tried to find the experts to, to help him with the juicing, and he stumbled upon this guy who runs the whole Russian drug uh, program for, for athletes. Okay. And so he basically helped take down all these Russian athletes. It's a great document. You got to check it out. But every, once you see that, you're like, you don't trust any, I want to trust, I lived in Russia for four months. And I love Russia. Well, you lived in Russia for four months? I did. I, when I, about 15, 15 years ago, as a matter of fact, I lived in Russia. I was uh, in grad school for theater. And I, did, <laughs> I, and I, and I lived in Moscow. And the tug, the deep dives with Tug Coker. And it was amazing. The people there are so great. It was, so, it was uh, you know, it was, I call it the best thing I never want to do again because I lost 20 pounds. I couldn't find any food. You know, what do you um, mean you couldn't find anything? Explain it, that. It was just hard. It was just hard for me to find, like, because here in America, you know, you're just finding, like, you go to a supermarket, right? And you, and it's like, it's like, you know, a cornucopia of food. Like, there's, a, it's endless amounts of food. Yeah, we're very, we're very, we have a surplus. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it could be as processed or not as you want, but like Russia, it's hard to find. It was just hard to find things to eat. Like, you can't just snack on almonds. You know that, what I mean? That or, makes sense because yeah. I, 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 growing up for me. I remember there was always the joke that you had to wait in line for weeks to get a loaf of bread. I mean, granted, that was, again, an exaggeration, and that was the 80s during the Cold War still, but that's wild, man. Well, I remember, you know, the two things I remember is that there was a, there's a, Instead of like um, sausage people, like 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 uh, like you know men and women cooking sausages in Santa Monica or whatever on the street, yeah, it was potato stands. Ugh. So it was just baked potato in aluminum foil. Any Mexicans? That's what. That's the solution. We need to. We need to. Well, first of all, I don't want to give them our Mexicans because I love, I, dude. I am so. I, I decided yesterday, not that I needed to decide because I've probably felt this way forever. Mexican food is without a doubt my favorite food. It's pretty great. Like, I'll never turn down a Mexican meal. They they have, I discovered, I know, we're going to get to the World Cup, I swear. They discover, I discovered, there is a taco, not a truck. This Mexican couple has a taco stand directly across the street from Gold's Gym in Venice. And it is top-notch shit. Mm-hmm. They, they they have, like, a, a generator they, they bust out uh, out, of, out of a truck. And they're there five nights a week. And five dollars for a quesadilla, a dollar for a taco, six dollars for a burrito. And they're smart; they do it across from Gold's Gym. A lot of those meatheads are all, <laughs> you know, they they want they want to bulk up on on their meals. Right. So I bike by there a lot. And she, they you are, don't touch the Golds. Fuck the Golds, man. <laughs> no, 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 because because I do that comedy show at a hostel, so I go on the back roads. Yeah. And I, and I like to kind of get stoned a lot of times and just like bike. Like that's my new thing is getting stoned and biking around. Yeah. Like there's so many cool neighborhoods in in uh, L. A. and in Venice, and so I discovered this, and I've eaten there twice now recently. So, you know what? The moral of this is more Mexicans. Okay. Bring them. Well, you know, quick quick. Uh, st- I read a story about them how uh, Russia is being um, running out of beer. 
Because so, did you see that? I saw that. Yeah, so many so many fans are coming to party, and they're like, this, the 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 beer supply is is. But very, see, low. okay, th- this is this is a bigger problem uh, that I've always complained about with the World Cup, with the Olympics. Now that we're we discussing. promise we'll talk we'll talk football. We're right now we're but, talking, but we are yeah. we are right now. Yeah. This this is a, this is a problem I've always said, and it might sound arrogant and you know pro America, whatever you want to call it. My argument always is, Tug. Not that Russia's a third world country. These big sporting events should not be in these type of countries. They should be in countries like America where we're never... You would never run out of beer in America. I'm just saying, like, this is a reality. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think it's kind of fun to watch the, 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 the globe host it, but... Um, but we have an infrastructure, too. That's the, that's the key. That's I already think, in place. Yeah, that, that's a big one, because so many of these football stadiums are already set up and ready to rock. I mean, that's, that was like, I think that was the reason why the U.S. got the one in... 2026? 2026. Finally. All right, um, so... But let me just finish my Russia story. Let me just yeah, go for so it. So there, there's a great beer there, Baltica. They have one through nine, and that's the potency. The potency is like the least potent is one, and and the highest potency is nine. And you can and and you can just grab one. And and I used to grab one on the way to school. I would well away home from school, and you just walk on the streets of Moscow and just have have a beer. I remember I, I watched two guys, two old guys, probably in their sixties. This was like on my way to school, like seven thirty in the morning, fighting each other on the street. But it was like. It was like this, they were trying to hit each other as hard as they could, and they could barely—they were barely making a dent. It was almost like comical, and you know, it was just amazing. The things I saw were just. Why did you decide to go to Russia for part, part of the program? Part of the program that I went to uh, had a, a semester in Moscow, and you just you went there, and you know, it's it's, I'm pretty, just, it's pretty crazy. I'm connecting the dots. Tug goes all the way to Russia to become this thespian. And then he lands amazing roles like I didn't have to rape anybody. I don't need to. I'm Law and Order yeah, SUV. Like two years later, I think I landed that. That's where I. You know that clips on my computer, by the way. Thank God. On my desktop. Can we get on more desktops around the country? <laughs> no, please don't. Um, so World Cup. Yeah, World Cup. Who's impressed you so far? Who has not impressed you? Some of some of Tug Coker's hot takes. You know, I, I would say the one one team. This is this is for the, the the soccer nerds out there. The team that's really impressed me that's not going anywhere is is Morocco. They scored exactly zero goals, but they played Iran in the in round one and gave up an own goal, the latest own goal in the history of the World Cup. And then they lose to Portugal today. In a game, I think if people were watching, they they held their own, if not played better than Portugal. I mean, okay. Portugal was lucky to get a goal yeah. in the fifth minute, and it's Ronaldo. Ronaldo, you know, you know, just to make a comparison, I'm I was thinking like Messi versus Ronaldo, and maybe you talked about this when your when your when your buddy was here, but like, which one? Who's LeBron? Who's KD? And I think like. Ronaldo is like KD to me because he's just one of these guys that gets you. He gets buckets. I mean, yeah. He's just, and Messi may be more the all-purpose guy. Feel free to argue with me, uh, uh, Tug Coker, uh, on Twitter. Well, Ronaldo, uh, the first game against uh, with, what they had a draw. Who who'd they draw against? Three three. Spain against Spain. He had the hat trick, right? And he had clutch goals. I mean, he, he, like the goals were somewhat fluky in that game. Like there was one a mistake by the goalie, which we've seen a bunch of goalie mistakes recently. Um, the Champions League uh, final is, comes to mind, but um, obviously a late goal by Ronaldo with an incredible free kick and a penalty kick. But you know, they're the reigning, uh, you, you know, Europe champions, and it feels like he kind of puts them on their back right now. There's some great players on the team, Pepe, William. All these guys, but um, 
they haven't to me I thought Spain played pretty well in that first round game they kind of struggled to look, look sluggish today against Iran when did when did Spain win did they win they won the World Cup in what 2012 2010 in South Africa I want to say I mean I'm just making up years no, that they no. don't even play it yeah Brazil's 14 yeah um, um and they played in 2010 they won because 2014 Germany won right yeah and, and, and Spain was terrible in 2014 they didn't even get I don't they, they got destroyed in their in their group yeah uh, embarrassed and um, I think they came back around. I just, everyone knows about the, the you know, my, one of my favorite things about, uh, you know, the, the Spanish team, why I'm a, a, a fan, PK, who used to date, what's her face? Um, I'm not going to do this. this who, what's the, uh, the South American singer who has like the, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Shakira, 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 Shakira. PK used to date do, her. Do your Shakira again. No, that's, no, that, no, I'm not doing but that I'm again. Pulling, that's a gif right there, buddy. Oh, my God. Todd Coker doing Shakira. Um. That's a YouTube exclusive right there. So Spain, as, mo- as, as the fans know, the, um, their, their coach had them 14, 14 wins, zero losses, six ties in their last 20 international matches. Had them going. Wow. Decides to take the Real Madrid job because Zinedine uh, Zidane, or however his name is pronounced, left. And he took the job, and basically the federation said, no, they pulled a Bo Schimbeckler and said, "We, you know, we want to, we want to, we want a coach to be our coach." Okay. So they brought in a new guy, but PK in Michigan fashion sends out a tweet. I don't know who fed him this information, but sends out a tweet says, "This has been done before, 1989. University of Michigan basketball has replaced their coach and won the title, so it can be done." So whoever fed him. Was he was he watching Glenn Rice and Ramil Robinson highlights against I, Seton Hall? Yeah, I mean, I, I just loved it. This pull to this like guy who has millions of followers pulls out this Michigan like stat to support you know the Spanish claims, but but Spain they, they had a draw, but because and then have they played since. Yeah, they played today and they beat Iran one nothing, which is which is a pretty lackluster. I mean, you game. should be killing Iran. I think it's a, yeah. I think yes. I think people expected. I think Iran won some money because I think the money the 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 goal line was like plus one and a half, you know, or whatever. I, I um, will say it's pretty depressing when I see some of these countries in the World Cup and not the US. Like countries that are a speck on the globe and you say, Wait, they made the World Cup? Well, Iceland is like case in point. I think it's smaller than you know, forty five you know, it's it's smaller than forty five or six states, I think it's like and apparently ninety nine point six percent percent of the people in Iceland watched that game. Uh, 99.6%. Yeah. I saw a lot of the dirt balls were rooting for Iceland. Apparently, they, they were doing the, the the cool skull chants. Oh, yeah, the thunderclap? Yeah, is that yeah, what it is? Yeah. I, I guess I associate that with uh, with the Vikings. Now, <laughs> yeah. the Vikings but I guess the Vikings... They're related. Are, yeah. They're related. It's all, it's all the same people. But, uh, you know, you, you, know you, you brought up the, 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 the easy group of Russia. I mean, where I think the knockout stages get important because... It, so what's the knockout stage? Can you so, explain it? Yeah. Is so, that the next round? Yeah, correct. The so, 16? So basically the top two teams in each group advance. Okay. And so A and B, A, the best team in A will play the second, uh, the second best team in B. And it becomes like a March Madness style, but with 16 teams. Gotcha. So they slot you, and okay. you play an elimination game. And I think where Russia kind of gets into trouble. So who, who's who's leaving that bracket with Russia? So Russia and, and, and Uruguay, Uruguay. are, are going to play each other next week to really show who's number one. And the reason that's important, I think, because the the uh, the winner of the A group will play Spain or Portugal. Okay. And I think it's like, 
I think you kind of want to avoid Spain still, but maybe I'm wrong. You know? Yeah, you um, want to avoid Spain, right? Because they're a powerhouse, right? They're a powerhouse. I mean, there's some great teams out there. I think to look, you know, further down the line a little bit. I mean, a lot of I think Jay Lunsford is a follower. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, he's a, a great dirt ball. Great, great dirt ball. He's obviously one of the soccer guys to follow. I I've been following his stuff. Um, you know, he kind of there's some guys out there are saying England's weak again. It's possible. I root for England. Um, I like their group. I root. I root for them for the riots because I. Oh yeah. Because. You know, I saw a bunch of the videos. England win one, wins one game, and you you would have thought they won the goddamn World Cup. Such a, it was such. I, I'm, I'm a couple. I'm buddies with a couple of guys from grad school who are English. Okay. And we were we were uh, WhatsApping during the game, and um, uh, they were like, "Oh, t- another typical performance." They gave up like a, a bad goal, at the end of the half, penalty kick. Like another typical English performance, and they score late. And they're going nuts too. They're just going nuts, and they're all in. They go. They just kind of like allow them to be like, oh, another typical English performance. Yeah. Um, and they pulled it out. So, I, but I really like the, the England Belgium draw because they play what I think is another on paper weak weak group, which is Japan, Senegal, Poland, and Colombia. And Colombia was I think was a favorite coming out of that group originally. They lost to Japan one nothing. I believe yesterday, and Senegal upset Poland. So I mean, there's a shot that England and Belgium could be playing Japan and Senegal in the next round, which which is like a nice nice like set matchup for them. Yeah, um, Colombia. That's a big disappointment, right? Yeah, James. I think uh, you know he's been injured a little bit. How many uh, how many players are going to get murdered for that? I don't know. Are they still killing? Yeah. Are they still whacking people it's when, been a when few they lose? Years, but you know the, cl- the, the 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 climate of the world right now, it doesn't look good. For, Col- good. for Colombian look, players, no, this, this doesn't look good for Colombian players. Is Pablo Escobar Jr. going to be whacking people? See <laughs> the brawny of, uh, of the, the cartel. The brawny of the cartel. <laughs> um, other teams that I think, like you know, because I think I already see Andy's eyes rolling in the back of his head. The talking World Cup guys. No, no, it's not. They're not Gals. rolling. Sorry well, about that. No, 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 no. Uh, dude, look, I'm here to learn. This is. This is all good for me. We're, of course, going to get to the NBA draft. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to go deep into all that. Uh, but I do want to bring up a few Andy Ruther stories, which are fitting for Dirty Sports, uh, concerning the World Cup. I saw an interesting article on Bleacher Report discussing if sex matters. Yeah, this so, is a, a typical Andy Ruther left turn. Right? Yeah, this is a typical <laughs> Andy Ruther left turn. Because, you know, I, I like sex and I like to talk about it. So uh, here's the deal. We have documented on this show why I'm rooting for Team Mexico, who had a the party huge, yeah. huge upset yeah. of the defending World Cup champs, Germany. Again, I did not watch it. I'm a terrible Mexican fan. Unlike the actual hardworking Mexican people, I slept in. So I, so I am not representing Team Mexico well. They had the huge escort, hooker, whatever you want to call it, party. They're coming off that high. They upset Germany. Now, Germany, on the other hand, coach had issued an ultimatum, no sex. So then it begs the question, the team that parties with hookers wins. The team that's ordered the ultimatum, no sex, gets upset. Dare I say, you should be having more sex. I mean, seems to be working. I mean, if if they... Broke, don't fix it. Is that the is that a Rutherism right there? That that is an actual uh, quote, so it's not a Rutherism. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, look, I read the article that you sent me about that, and um, I saw the, uh, the the Romario, another uh, Brazilian great, was basically telling some of those players on Brazil to go out and have. I think I think he used the the translation was enough sex. Yes, but uh, I don't know what that means. 
What does enough sex mean? Well, my take is this. When I have a lot of sex, a lot, maybe a binge (laughs) sex. (laughs) A lot. Like, Like a lot, guys. No, no, but this is important. If I have a lot of sex the next day, I do not want to work out. Because I think I've released everything and, and the yeah. testosterone, right? Like, like so is the guy who, who bikes by the golds. You, you've you gotten <laughs> you've gotten that out of your system, right? Yeah. That's why I think what what's the guy's name you just quoted, Romario? Yeah, Romario. I think that's a good point. Like maybe once or twice, but you can't be busting a nut five times and then go play a World Cup game the next day. It's you know I think it's interesting. I, you know I, I don't really. I think it's probably it feels like a routine thing. The, yeah. The thing that I would bring into this equation, the the, the value add from me is that there was a, a, a Vegas was dealing with this um, issue a little bit because um, you know clubs used to have like that's where that's where a lot, a lot of guys a lot of athletes would come in during their off season and they would want to have sex and the, and the the place would hook up and that's where you, you'd go out to the club to meet people. Yeah. But now with the, the the rise of social media and apps and stuff, that's gone away. People don't even go out anymore. Yeah. So like now, now the clubs are asking the, the the guys to come to the clubs, and the guys are like, no. Well, they say that yeah, they yeah. well bring in the Vegas thing in it. They said that's one of the reasons that the Vegas Golden Knights did so well. They, the, the incredible home home ice advantage yeah. because people are coming in for like twenty four hours and yeah partying and stuff. That, yeah. Exactly. I don't people think about that at all or nearly enough. Yeah. The Raiders are going to dominate. Oh, yeah. That's actually going to be fun. (laughs) The more I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? I think like... Like the all the all the, the the prude countries are going to not have sex. You know, it's it's a typical German... Doesn't that feel like a typical German response? But it does... It... The sex, you do feel good about yourself. I will... You know, you know, we all know that's why they always say sex in the morning... It sets the tone. It does. Like, this is... Guys, take the physical act out of it. I'm talking about the psychological side. It sets the tone for your day. Like, yeah. I feel good. You feel good. We all feel good if, if, if you, you know, bust one nut in the morning, for lack of a better term. Uh, you know, you feel good the rest of the day. Yeah. Right? I don't like, know. It's been like so the, long. The, <laughs> <laughs> I, now. I, I don't know how that confidence works for the players. Uh but I thought that was an interesting article about the disparity between the two teams. Well, there's so much. Ana- I mean, I, there's so much analysis. You know, like people are measuring sleep and things like that. I feel like this is just a natural progression to, to like per- to perfecting yourself as an athlete. Like, learning, yeah, like le- having like a like a sex cycle. True. Uh, you're right. Like, I feel like if I have sex two days before my performance, you should almost have like a you should have like a sex therapist on staff at the NBA. Being like, I'm just gonna have sex two days two days before a game, you know, and uh, you know, X player is gonna have sex one, and I want you to study this throughout the year. I think you're right. I think uh, all jokes aside, yeah. I think where we're headed and how we have fine tuned every little it's, it's it's a real thing. Every little part of athletes and making them better physically, mentally, whatever it is, I think that will be a. I think in the future, within the next ten years. Each team will have a sex physician, yeah. a, 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 a Dr. Ruth type person, whatever it is on each team who will tell them the best ways to maximize the performance involving sex. You might even see that in like summer leagues, like George, or whatever, summertime, just sort of like uh, creating variables. Like 
you know, player X is going to have sex once a week, player Y, just, just to, I mean, I, I think this is, I think we're onto something here. Brad, I mean, Steve, Brad Stevens is probably already doing this. It affects my, per, you know, I'll be honest, uh, I, I have abstained from uh, fornication the last two weeks, mm-hmm. and I've looked how it's affected me versus going on like, you know, whatever, like a binge of like hooking up with girls. How does it affect a supreme athlete? Like, like me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does affect it though I The last two weeks I have basically busted my ass Working out every day mm-hmm. Two weeks prior than that No If I'm getting laid I'm not So, so th- that does Again that's just me And obviously I'm not a professional athlete But my point is if, if I'm having a lot of sex Or if I'm hooking up I don't want to work out the next day I think I think we're onto something. I, I think, think we are. Should, I think they should uh, the name it the Ruther Coker study. The Ruther Coker study. Yeah, it's like the Kinsey and uh, it is. It is like Kinsey and good good job, man. And that was that was nice. Hey, Tug, I know more than you think. There's a lot. Uh, granted, I did call the wrong show when I opened the, <laughs> the this whole show up, but yeah. y- you know what? Shit happens. Yeah. All right. So can we put some closure on World Cup before we move on? Go for it. It, without, without, because you know so little, and I like to prey on the public when I'm uh, when I'm like gambling yeah. on sports. Are, are there teams you even watch a second? You only see things on social media. Who do you like so far in the World Cup? Who, who do you like to go all the way? Who do you like to make a deep run? Who do I like to make a deep run? Yeah. So we can all so all the dirtballs out there can like put our money against this. We can Team Mexico, baby. This. I said oh, no. I was with them. Oh no. Team Mexico's making it to the final four. Oh no, Mexico's in trouble. Dude, they they got all the girls, they're man. They're in trouble now. They're cursed. They're in a tougher they're in a tougher bracket though. They are, but they beat the best team. I mean, they beat Germany. I think I don't think there's I don't think Germany has any reason to really worry. I think they're still probably Sure. I mean, Mexico is I looked at the Vegas odds. Mexico is a favorite to get out of that group at number 1, but like I mean, Germany's good enough to get out of there and make some noise. Obviously, they're going to make a deep run. So I, I, I kind of like France. I just want to say, Peru plays France tomorrow, and and Peru, I thought, should have beaten Denmark. Okay. They played really well. But I just think France is kind of dangerous. I just I just feel like they're a team that's really athletic, really talented. I like Giroud with his headband rap, and I like uh, Benzema. I like um, Pogs. You know, it's like... I'm probably just making up. Ribery, is he still on the team? I don't think so. Um, but, uh, you know, I just think that uh, they're probably going to lose tomorrow to Peru in an upset. But Who, where like, is, Where's like the Kyrie guys. Irving doppelganger? Uh, that's Panama? Panama. I mean, he looks just like Kyrie it Irving. Was, it was uncanny. Like, it, it's he spot on looks like Kyrie Irving. Yeah, it was, it was pretty great. I mean, oh, 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 okay. if you, if you, just, oh, if you okay. walk to the end of the earth, okay, here's you're going to find each other. Here's a question. Good joke, by Thank the way. I, I, I totally caught that. Thank you. Here's a question. Who ends up, who has a better chance of winning an NBA title in the next five years? The guy from Panama or Kyrie Irving? An NBA title? I'm just saying. I don't, I don't understand. What I'm saying is no <laughs> LeBron, no title for Kyrie. Really? Is that what, is that? That's an, that's an Andy Ruther hot take right there. Are we transitioning to NBA now? We could transition to NBA, Tug, but before we do that, yeah. I just want to say... Get your tickets for any sports events on SeatGeek. Tug, I don't know if you've used it, but we have a great promo code which gets $20 off your first purchase on SeatGeek. And here's the best part, Tug. You, as we discussed earlier, are are an actor, a thespian. Thank you. I know you're into that whole Broadway thing. All those events are available on SeatGeek. 
It's not just sports. You can go to concerts, comedy shows. SeatGeek, the only place that I go to, guys. What I love about SeatGeek is that every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with full confidence. You get your most bang for your buck. SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value. They do a color code, which makes it very easy to identify the best seats for your budget. And like I said, best of all, all the listeners, that's you guys, get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Write this down, Dirtballs. Just download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click enter a promo code. And our promo code is DIRTY. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Andy. Yes, sir. I used it. You used it? I really did. I just want to say quickly that I used it for a concert. I know there's some uh, some real music fans that are dirtballs out there. I see them on Twitter. I used it to go to the Troubadour to see an artist named Kevin Morby. So shout out to all the dirtballs out there that like Kevin Morby. Uh, I went and saw an unbelievable show, the Troubadour, and it was compliments of SeatGeek. So thank you. Well, Tug, that's the best way to get into the NBA discussion. The draft is tomorrow. Draft preview right here. Right here. Hot. Hot take. Super hot. Super hot. On fire. I mean, I think, I mean, I've been following a lot of stuff on social media, a lot of experts, and I'm, this is one of the, this is one of the, I think this is going to be one of the craziest drafts in years. Why do you say that? I just, I just feel like there's a, there's not a lot of confidence um, from the prognosticators that have firm beliefs where players are going. They, they think that there's a lot of trading up, a lot of trading down. I don't think there's, I don't think people outside of, um, of Aiton, is that his name? Yeah, DeAndre Aiton. Hey, DeAndre Aiton, who they, they think is like an A, who I'm still, I'm still, I'm still wondering if, if he is an A. Like an A player. Well, well, I, I, from what I've seen on Aiden, all the analysts are basically saying he's a bona fide star. I saw like some Hakeem comparisons. Which I, I okay. Hakeem Olajuwon? No, Hakeem Jenkins. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but you said Hakeem. I'm sorry. I was referring to the earlier. I was, you know, he threw the H in later. Did he? Yeah. He, there was an A to H transition. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> Prano would have known that. Yeah, you guys are older than me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little young buck. Okay. That's true. So they're saying he's going to go number one. Obviously, he played for Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he'd stay at home, basically, for the Suns at one. And, and I agree. There, there's kind of, it's kind of a clusterfuck after that, right? I, I, I heard rumors tonight that Atlanta's trying to trade out of the three spot. Well, Atlanta uh, has a ton of picks. They do. Atlanta has, what do they have? They have, I think I saw three picks in the top 30, I believe. I don't know if I'm exactly accurate on that, but I think I saw, I, I was looking over things today. They have a lot of picks. So, uh, they want to get rid of the third pick. You said to trade up? Trade out, actually. Trade, trade out. Da- trade down, I think. To, uh, okay. I, I, think the, I think they're sort of... I, I think that's sort of the, the issue with a lot of these insiders. There's just so many moves happening. I heard today that um, Sacramento's torn between Bagley and Doncic. Um, so, Luka Doncic. Yeah. So he is a Serbian. He, uh, he currently, what, plays for Real Madrid? Yeah, a very but, good year. By the way, when you can't name... Can we just talk about that? You can't name the soccer team and the basketball team the same name. Same city. 
doesn't yeah, that's matter. Yeah, I think, I think I, I agree. The same thing. Cause there that's are the like New York, being the, that's no. like being the Los Angeles Lakers for basketball and football and you know baseball. I agree. Whatever. I think that's difficult. I think you know we do have the New York Giants and the San Francisco Giants, but this is diff- This is the same same area code. So so Europe just end that shit. <laughs> just that's that's the Andy Ruther shout out. I haven't seen anything on this guy. Have you seen anything besides a highlight? I mean, this guy is like he's obviously a he's much bigger than Rubio, but like. He's six eight. Yeah, I, it, everybody is saying that this again. I, look, wh- what do we know? Like at the end of the day, that's my, exactly. Th- these they're all saying again. This guy is again going to be a star. Uh, I don't trust anybody out of Europe still. Now we've seen way more success. Like I don't think anybody saw Porzingis being what he turned into. Yeah, Porzingis minus, really is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Minus the injury yeah. proneness that he has, but. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking at, you know, my cheat sheet here. You know, I like the ringer. I like to go to the ringer.com. The, whoever's doing this says shades of, again, this is just shades of, James Harden, Jumbo, Manu Ginobili, and Tyreek Evans. Now, let's be honest. James Harden and Tyreek Evans, those are like, like those are two different levels. I know. And, I, and the thing is, I was really high on Tyreek coming out. I, I, I like the ringer as well because I really like Kevin O'Connor. He's like one of the few people last year that liked Tatum more than Fultz. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of arguments, obviously, about the you know the Celtics are making a mistake not grabbing Fultz. I think we've seen that's probably fine, um, but uh, so I, I I trust this uh, this this site as well. Well, that's the thing I I like, and they and they rank them basically one to a hundred, uh, and this is by your guy Kevin O'Connor. Yeah. So uh, who knows though? Now I did get to, you and I are co- more college basketball guys. I did get to see a lot of these guys play. Like I got to see. I got to see Bagley play a lot, obviously because of Duke. But he's another one. Like, is is do I do we look at is Marvin Bagley going to be another Jaleel Okafor? Okafor is it's a funny comp because I have the same thing. I think he's he's more athletic than Okafor, but I think where the Okafor comp comes in for me is this is the first year that I can ever remember where Duke played zone. Ah, and, that's a good point. And so who? Who's the cause for them going to zone? It's not Wendell Carter, who I think is a good defender. Is it Grayson Allen? But Grayson Allen's played for that system for four years. Is it Bagley? Like, where, where, my, my fears with Bagley, I think he's an offensive stud. I think he maybe could be like, what, what's their comp? Um, for Bagley, yeah. uh, shades of Amari Stoudemire, slim Zach Randolph, and Michael Beasley. See, I see, I see some Sodomar. I see like Anton Jameson a little bit. That's disrespectful oh. to Michael Beasley, by the way. That guy is so out there, oh, like, yeah. like mentally. Yeah, I love Michael Beasley. Yeah. for how fucking loony he is. Anyway, uh, well, I'm, my question is like defense. Like, is he going to get exposed defensively? Can he can he guard bigs and smalls? And like when you get into crunch time, is he going to be able to be on the floor because he can't guard? That's that's just the question. I have. Well, that's a good question. Yeah, you can never tell. I think, like I said, I liked Bagley what I saw during the year, but I feel like these big men you don't know. I mean, I mean, there, there, there's there's been a lot of these guys like the like I said Okafor or even uh, who was the other Okafor from Connecticut? Amika. Yeah. The, Ameka Okafor. Ameka. Yeah, but that's my point. Like dude, those guys, you're just generalizing Okafors right now. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. That's the Andy Ruther hot take. The Okafors have been overrated, but no. But, <laughs> but my point is, those guys didn't validate how high they were picked. Agreed. I think that's the thing about drafting. It's always 
But, but, but this is my opinion, Tucker. If, if you're a top three, if you're a top three NBA draft pick, you have to validate how good you are with a top three pick. Mecca was solid. I mean, he, you know, I think he was on the Olympic team in 04, which was a terrible Olympic team, but um, won a national championship. But you know, and it was it was serviceable for a long time. I but mean, that's my point. Like, there's a difference between being serviceable and you're a top three pick. I think you do want this. I think you do want to be a star. You, you want franchise changers. Yeah. In the top three, four range. Well, let's talk about Duke for a minute. Yeah. Because they got a few guys that I find curious and, and interesting. Obviously, we're talking about Bagley. What do you think about Wendell Carter? I do like him. I, I like him. I think he might need a couple years to mature, but I think he's got a big wingspan. I think it's like seven six. I think he can guard, and I think he, he can get better as a shooter. He can, already shot some threes. He didn't shoot a lot, but you know that's a big component for. I think he's like a five, four and five position. And I th- so I think I think he could be solid. I think he's he, he considered going to Harvard before he ended up uh, going to Duke. Okay. And so he's an, an intelligent guy, and sometimes that can be a problem for coaches. But in the right system, I think like like the Jalen Brown, who's really intelligent, going to Boston, I think he could flourish. So I'm excited to see what he does. And Kevin O'Connor, my guy, um, you know, he thinks that he could be ultimately better than ba- than Bagley. So, Interesting. Um, and then we got to bring up Grayson Allen. Well, again, the zone thing is so interesting to me because Coach K has been coaching forever, uh, and he, this is the first year I've ever seen him go to zone. So, what's the reasoning it behind can, going to zone? Um, can Grayson Allen? You just mentioned serviceable. Can Grayson Allen be a serviceable? He's going to come off the bench, get you some threes in the NBA. I think. I think. I think so. I mean, it's one of those weird careers where um, it's sort of it went in reverse. Like he was so dominant, he was so good. I wouldn't say dominant, but he was really, really good in the championship game his freshman year that they won. Yeah, he should have gone pro then. You know, it was he played so well, and then his career is kind of like get this didn't it never peaked anymore. He kind of peaked after his freshman yeah. year, getting in more trouble. I mean, I think he's he's going to get targeted in the NBA. People are going to be going for him, like. I think his is he as good a shooter as Redick? I mean, what's 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 his comp? Well, like, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. You, you know, you got to bring up JJ Redick. I did not think Red, Redick has had a better NBA career than I predicted. Now Redick was also Redick was a top ten pick, right? I'm not sure what he was, but he's also like, where'd he go? Orlando. I think he did he the bulk of his career. I don't know if he started in Orlando, but that's where he did. I want to say he was a. Uh, I could be wrong on this. I, I want to say JJ Redick was like a seven or eight pick. But I also don't think I, – I, I think Grayson Allen bring well, first of all, Grayson Allen, we can agree, brings way more baggage and what the name he made himself for Duke, uh, as far as people want to go after him, like you're saying, ver- versus a J.J. Redick. I mean, people – J.J. Redick's from Virginia. I'm from Virginia. Like, I heard about J.J. Redick when he was, like, seven, 16, 17, and this kid, like, had multiple thousands of points. I mean, even at Duke, I think he was, like, over two th- – 2,000 points. This yeah. This dude has got, he filled it up. I mean, better. I think he's a better shooter than Grayson Allen. So Grayson Allen needs to be like, he needs to be a knockdown shooter. I think a lot of his stuff, like, like a going, Kyle going, Corver type guy. Like Corver. He's not, I don't think he has the size of Corver, but like, uh, he needs to like, he was, he was just a guy to get to the line a lot. I mean, he had like a little bit of hardened game in him. Yeah. Where he just tried to, you know, get to the line and make buckets. I, I think he's going to, I, I'm curious. I hear the Celtics like him a lot as a Celtics fan. I'm, I'm curious to see. How that would work out. I mean, he just has so much, like you said, baggage. 
He was the 11th overall pick I by would, the Magic in the 2006 NBA draft. Oh, he was, he was 11th. Still a lottery. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't touch Grayson Allen unless second round, maybe. Another comp, I mean, that's, I, I, my, my friend always makes fun of me to, when people do, like, the color comp, like, white guy to white guy, but, like... But you have to. But, but uh, I'm going to break that, I'm going to break that barrier someday. But Bobby Sura is a guy that I think of with uh, Grayson Allen from Florida State who played in, like, a nice serviceable career. No, but see, but Bobby, Bobby Sura, he, he was more of a, a playmaker, right? Grayson Allen's a pretty good playmaker. I mean, he... he is he? Yeah. I, with Sura, I think more of passing, assists... You know, creating the offense. I, I, I just maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't think of that when I think of Grayson Allen. I think of more, you know, some big money threes, some big money shots. I don't know. Yeah, speaking of the college game, we'll move out of that. But like, you know, everyone kind of gets on Cal Perry for doing this one and done thing. Like the quality of player that Coach K is putting through right now, with like Tatum, Bagley, Carter. I mean, I heard next year's class is unbelievable. I mean. He has a bunch of championships. He's as good as the best coach, if, if if not, you know, one of the greats. Sure. But, like, you can't be losing in the Elite Eight with this kind of talent. You can't be losing in the Sweet 16 with Jason Tatum after Jason Tatum basically, like, goes toe-to-toe with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, but um, is that more of a uh, – I guess, let me put it this way. Would you give more credit to Brad Stevens, what he got out of someone like a Tatum, versus what – you know, in a full year in the NBA where you're playing 82 games versus a completely new freshman walking in to college with Coach K and all these other random guys. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. I hear that. I just I, feel I, like Coach K is that good of a coach. I feel like he, you know. In my opinion, I think it's a little more difficult yeah. to get those guys to gel yeah. in college than, uh, again, a longer NBA season. But, but who knows? Do you see, like, a Tatum in the draft? Do you see anybody... Not necessarily Tatum, but like a guy that can that can do damage in the first year, Donovan Mitchell kind of thing. You know who I like, man, is uh, and again I'm biased because I got to see him play a lot. I like Mikel Bridges from Villanova. Yeah, I like that he. I believe he's a junior. He did three years. Uh, he's got the length. He can shoot. He can stretch the floor. Um, they they have him on here, tenth uh, overall. They compare him to Robert Covington, Eddie Jones, Tony Snell. You know, he can play defense. He's got a good wingspan. He's six seven. Yeah, he played three years. Uh, my, my sources say that NBA execs like him a lot. I like Bridges uh, a lot. I think he's good. Like, and the, and the guys that they're comping sound like that. It's a good fit. Like that. No stars in that comp, but like just good pros. That, that's what I'm saying. And, and I think somebody like Bridges is a guy who can just you get it. You you find him open. He's gonna he's gonna drain the three. Like, like I like that with him. And to be honest, we can actually, we just talked about Duke guys. I'd like to talk about some of the Nova guys. You, you know, because they, they have some interesting guys going out. Jalen Brunson, who was like your hard-nosed, great, all-around great, right, Tug, college player. Very good. Very good. But, but he lacks the size. He lacks the shooting ability. But he would always find a way to win, find a way to score, find a way to create offense. Uh where does somebody like a Jalen Brunson fit in the NBA? Where does somebody like a Dante DiVincenzo fit? Because I I'm, love Dante DiVincenzo. You love the, DiVincenzo. The last time I was here, back in like April, um, I'd just come from the national championship. I saw him go off for 31. I was there at the game. Yeah. I saw him beat 
UVA the year before with a tip in late as a, you know and I'm hearing <laughs> it sound like it sound like Chris Broussard I'm hearing um, that that people loved him at the at the uh, at, at the, the combine at like the he, NBA he, combine yeah one of the best players at the combine got incredible I think he had the second highest vertical of all players at the combine defying stereotypes defying stereotypes and I think he's just to me I mean. I, look, I love Mitch McGarry, and Mitch McGarry was like went to you know took Michigan to the championship game or a part of the team that went. Oh, there's no comparison athletic. Well, I'm just, but he was no Mitch McGarry is very athletic, but he just never panned out for the Thunder. Now he's a he's a he's, he's um a bowler. These are the these are according to Kevin O'Connor on the Ringer.com shades of Jody Meeks, Courtney Lee, Nick. Uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Nick. Uh, oh, Stauskas. Stauskas. Yeah, can't even, I can't From even Michigan. say that word. I I don't like this. That's my, you know, I'd quibble with with, with Kevin O'Connor on that because I think I think he's going to go higher. I think people are going to get curious about Dante DiVincenzo, and I, I, I mean, this is my it, one it, thing to look it, out for tomorrow night. I think he goes higher. I think we might even be see him as a late lottery. He's one of those guys I think he's so intriguing to execs. It's almost like a quarterback in the NBA where they're like, I, I just, we just got to have this guy. Yeah, well, it's like when um, when. Elway reached for uh, what's his what's his name Paxton Lynch. Uh, Paxton Lynch, yeah, yeah. just because he's a freak. I yeah. think um, I think someone's going to reach for Dante Divincenzo, and I think it's going to pay off. I like him, and more importantly, I mean, the guy was tweeting about banging girls and at like age oh thirteen. God, I know. No, no, he was tweeting about getting his asshole licked at thirteen. You, yes, I remember that. But but you would say he's got confidence. I mean, all jokes aside, if a guy's really getting his ass eaten at thirteen. <laughs> I mean, no joke. If you're getting your ass eaten at 13, you are a confident individual. We just we just talked about sex and sports. He's going to bring that to the basketball court. I think. Well, yeah, I, I, he's definitely got confidence. I've, I mean, he's he's got swag. The, the dude has swag. I think he's. Gonna, I, I, I'm I'm excited to see what he does. I think he's going to be really dude, good. Dude, people might have. I, I, hopefully, they haven't forgotten because it wasn't that long ago. You were at the Final Four. It was that Nova team, and obviously, we just talked about three of their stars. Was stacked I mean I mean that Nova team is one of the best teams I've seen in as far as an all-around good college basketball team yeah they were loaded really good I mean I, I think I compared it to the, the Florida team and, and people are making comparisons to Florida again just to bring it full circle with uh, the Carter Bagley they, they call it like the the Horford Noah ah, sort inter- of situation interesting um like that, that team was also. I think they're better. I think Villanova was better than that Florida team, which had Corey Bre- three pros. Yeah, that walked right on there. I think they're gonna have three, three or more pros uh, from the Villanova team this year. Now we got to bring up Trey Young. Yeah, he's without a doubt agree that the wild card, the most interesting draft, is he the next Steph Curry, or is he just a eight points off the bench type of guy? You, you know who who is Trey Young? What is he going to be? What are your thoughts? I watched, because there's there's so many mixed opinions on him. I think I'm pretty uh, my my I'm pretty cloudy on what I think he's going to be as well. It's it, I, I can't get past his hair. His hair his hair it gives me a lot of a lot of pause. I think he needs to shave his head. And let's let's start with that. <laughs> I, really, I really care about cosmetics when I when I'm looking at. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna agree. I don't like his look. <laughs> yeah, I just want him to get a little slick. You know, a little cooler, a little tougher. Look, this is coming from a 36 year old guy who who has. Uh, well, my lines have actually grown in. I need to redo them. But bro, you got to get some lines. Trey Young <laughs> needs fresh lines. 
Yeah, so let's start with that. You know, um, I, I watched Oklahoma play a lot this year because my parents both went to Oklahoma, and um, you know, the guys obviously um, he can he can get loose. I mean, there's no doubt. But like, I, I'd be hesitant to take him. I really would. I, I would too. Yeah. Is, is he? Is he? Which Curry is he? Is he <laughs> Steph Curry or is he Seth Curry? I, I think that's a legitimate question. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's Dell. Um. I don't know. I think I think he's not Steph, but Steph, Steph's. I'm, see, I, I I'm going Steph to me, and we talked about this on our our text with Prano sometimes. Like, I think Steph should be realized, recognized as like one of the greats in NBA history. I mean, Steph Curry. Yeah, definitely. He is like like all time. He is. I don't he's, think he, I don't think he's getting that kind of respect yet. Um. Well, I mean, I mean, look at him. He's already got three rings, two regular season MVPs. He's the best shooter in the history of the NBA. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's gonna shatter all those records. Someone showed. Someone showed like the 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 way the way people's stats are improved with Steph. Curry. They're playing with Steph Curry. Like the you know I want to say plus minus with Steph Curry on the floor, and like every single player is better when Steph Curry's on the floor. Well, you brought up the point that I'm just gonna say. That's a perfect point. Every single player is better when Steph Curry's on the floor. Let's take it back a notch to when he played at Davidson. Steph Curry took a mid-major team. Davidson to the Elite Eight. Steph Curry was putting up 30-point games in tough tournament games with literally white dudes, honestly. Like, like who was Steph Curry playing with at Davidson? He was he was playing with the guy who's going to be an accountant or a yeah, lawyer. That, one, that, that white point guard who was pretty – I can't remember his name, but it was, he was also pretty good, but not, obviously not Steph Curry. But this level. is my point. This yeah. is my point exactly. Steph Curry took a bunch of frat kids – to the Elite Eight on his back, <laughs> right? For, at, at Davidson, yeah, a, a liberal arts school in what, North Carolina? Yep. Trey Young went to Oklahoma, yeah. a big-name school in a power conference. I believe they got as high as top three last year. I think they lost, they lost like 11 of their last 12 games. And yeah. that's my point. Yeah. And they were one and done in the NCAA tournament. There, so so to me again, if we want to base it on that, the comparisons from Steph Curry to Trey Young, they they end right there because one player took his team far and one with way less talented people, and then like you just said, has made his his teammates so much better in the NBA. I don't think Trey Young's that guy. I wouldn't go near him, especially not with that haircut. <laughs> the, the, the one thing I'll ask is, at what point does it become a value pick? Like let's let's say he slides. Like, do, do, are you taking him if he's like? 20? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but I'm saying I'm not taking personally me, and I saw him play too, and uh, for all the things I just said, I don't take Trey Young in the top 10. The thing about the point guards, I'm trying to name a point. What's a point guard that came out early? Like Steph Curry was a junior, I think, when he came out. Trey Young's a freshman. Yeah. So what? when's the last time, and feel free to hit me up on Twitter or to just tell me now. Like, when's the last point guard that was great that came out? Was it, I mean, was Chris Paul awesome his first year? Like, but he was also he played a couple years in. I think he played at least two years at Wake Forest. Well, Chris Paul was really good. Chris Paul. Took- I'm trying to think who dominated. What well, my point is, there's so many good point guards in the NBA right now, and it's such a heady position. I think it's just hard to come out and be awesome. Yeah, that's a good point. That first year. So, like, if there's a team that's looking for like you know we, if you know. You want you need a couple of years with him, I think. If you if you give him a chance at all, I don't know anything about his defense. Remember when Jimmer went like? I'm sure Prano can talk for days about the Jimmer pick. 
we actually have an update from Prano. He texted both. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw us. We have a live update from Joe Prano, who's currently in the YouTube feed right now. Shout out to No Chill. He says, DiVincenzo plus D'Antoni equals the chip. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like No Chill. I, love, I actually love that, Prano. I love that call. If he, if he dips down to Houston, I mean, that'd be fun to watch. I mean, Houston, everyone knows Houston needs a bench right now. Oh, my God. Imagine DiVincenzo coming off the bench. Or can you imagine DiVincenzo with those open threes? He came off the bench for Villanova. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. He didn't start for Nova, guys. He was the third leading scorer. I, I really liked. I mean, I, like I, I can see like the cold takes Twitter coming after me for like you know, repping Divincenzo, but like I really believe in that kid after watching him dismantle Michigan, play some big games early in the year. And he's just he seems like kind of ruthless. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think about who else I love out of that draft. I mean, can, uh, can you scroll through that real? Sure. Real yeah. Fast? Who are some of the okay? Oh, oh, oh! How about um, Mobamba? Yeah, I was gonna. That's a good one. Yeah, he went to what Texas? Yep. They have him at six. Apparently, everyone, everyone's sort of lying. Remember in the NFL draft when everyone like everyone everyone but Baker Baker was going number one. I think there was there's a lot of that happening in the NBA right now. Okay, people are floating people that they want, and then you're gonna see some moves for some people. I think Mo Bamba is one of those guys. I think you like Bamba. I think Bamba, I'm not saying that I I, I necessarily love him. I, I think Bamba. It's never been done before. Never been done. <laughs> how many times has that been done? <laughs> yeah, just how many times um, has that been done? But I think, I think, I think Mo Bamba is one of those guys that people are going to reach for and like. We got, I got to see what this guy's going to do. I got to see what Mo Bamba's got. Um, so I, I expect him to maybe go in a four or five range, but. Um, well, that's what they have. I mean, they have him right around there. They have him at sixth. I mean, bro, his wingspan, seven feet, ten inches. Yeah. That's a big wingspan. Yeah. Did you see him play at Texas? No, I didn't see much of Texas. And I, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm curious about, I wish I would have watched it a little more closely because him playing in a Shaka smart system, which is just all hostile, run and gun, up and down, like, it yeah. doesn't seem like to be the perfect fit to me. So he's probably, I mean, I've seen some things around social media, but he seems like an obvious player to be better in the pros than in college. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think he'll definitely do better uh, in the NBA. What do you think about Colin Sexton? He's an interesting one. I don't really know much about, I mean, like, I know he was coached by Avery Johnson, so he's probably got some pro mentality, but I, don't, I know he's a good scorer, but I don't really have, like, the in-depth knowledge on Colin Sexton that I, that I should. Look, he's an in-depth, he, he's a good scorer. He went to Bama. When, when's the last? Who's the last good player out of Bama? Who's the last good? Where did Antonio McDice go? Alabama. Alabama. I was say yeah. So so McDice went to Bama. He's the last good like NBA player. I'm sure, there's one that we're missing, but I can't. My brain's not going to go that deep. Where did Latrell Spurrell go? Oh, that's a good call. I'm sure Prano. 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 Get Prano's losing yeah. his mind. I. I. I wanna Are you say, kidding me? I want to say Spreewell went to Bama too. I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent sure. Can we talk about? Let's, any other, any but he, but he's a, but the point is he's another point guard, and I I agree with what you just said earlier, Tug, as far as the point guard position. I, I like Dennis Smith was supposed to be the guy this from the, this year's draft, and I think he did fine. But like you know, it just takes a couple of years for these guys. Like the 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 NBA point guards are so lo- it's just so loaded right now. Like if you're not a great if you're not even a good point guard coming out of college. You have no shot, but like I mean, unless you're Del Vadova. Yeah, 
But um, so he did. I, we already have feedback from Prano in the in the YouTube comments. Prano, Prano heard us. So Spreewell did go to Bama. But, so did Robert Ory. He was a ninety to ninety two, and Ory's probably in, you know around that time as well. Um, well, you know Robert Ory's the goat because he has seven rings. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I I had I got I got to I got to throw my boy Prano some love. <laughs> I know, guys. I mean, you get sick of that. It's amazing. You it's get amazing sick of to it? watch. It's ex- it's exhausting to watch. It's just like Game of Thrones and trolls out there with this with this stuff. Prano's so, a master at it. Though, he is. Man. He is a master. I, I don't have the time or energy. You know, NBA obviously. I I'm, I can even though I love college, I consider myself to be more of an NBA fan. I'm uh, but I'm as much as I'm watching the draft, I think it'll be wild. I think we'll see some players move tomorrow. Um, the Kawhi thing as a Celtics fan, I'm really really watching closely. Um, LeBron, obviously, people, things we're watching closely. Well, I was just telling you before we started the episode, the current Las Vegas odds, not that this means anything. It does. To me, it does. Okay, to you it does. The current Las Vegas odds have both Kawhi and LeBron going to the Lakers. Now, now did you you see the picture of Popovich and Kawhi having a, a glass of wine? I didn't see that, but I did see the report today that basically. Uh, um, you didn't see the picture. No, I want to see it, but I saw like Kawhi basically told him straight up, "I, I want out of San Antonio." And you saw tonight uh, a Woj bomb that um, uh, I think the the let me pull it up now. The Lakers acquired the 39th pick in the draft from the Sixers. So what does that so, mean? So the, 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 that tells people that like they're kind of stocking up to 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 make moves. The Lakers are yes. Now everyone, and I believe this. Why would Popovich, you know, de- it's such a it's such an interesting position because look at this picture. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely picture. What uh, is it? They're at a restaurant and they're having a, a glass of wine. And Kawhi, white wine. Kawhi is looking down. Pop is looking at him straight in the face. Uh, Kawhi's got he's got he's got his cornrows. Pop looks very serious in his khaki shorts. I think it's a lost cause for him to be in San Antonio. Well, look, they had the meeting, and then the the the, the Lakers acquire the 39th pick. I mean, I think there's this, you know, it's there there's there's a lot of information being funneled from the Kawhi camp to the places of interest, meaning the Lakers. So, to me, in my opinion, the Lakers are stocking up to make a move. Um, I don't think Popovich would ever. Why it doesn't make sense. For them to move Kawhi to a Western Conference foe, but the, the problem is, it's a one year it's a one year loan everywhere else in the league. If we already know Kawhi is going to go there, it's like a game of chicken, because yeah. Kawhi's like, I'm going to get moved, but then I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that. They, their their job is to announce we're leaving. We're we're not re-signing with anyone but the Lakers. He's basically trying to force the hand of the Spurs, saying move me to the Lakers, and if you don't, I'm going to go to the other team, the and other team, and you're going to get nothing in return, and, and I'm going to leave. Yeah. You're right. It's a game of chicken with you want to get something back. Because even the Celtics, who I think have the pieces to make the move, I, I mean, as a Celtics fan, I don't... If you're people a, forget how good Kawhi is. I mean, I think people forget that because he's been gone for most of the year. I like Jalen Brown. I love seeing the progression of his talents. I don't want to lose him. But, like, there's no guarantee that either Kyrie... There's rumors of Kyrie to, to New York next year. You know, there's rumors... But as a Celtics fan, Tug, yeah. you have to look at your team and say... We didn't have Kyrie. We didn't have Gordon Hayward. Yeah. 
We made it Daniel Tice all the way to Game Seven of the Eastern Shane Conference Larkin. Finals. We didn't have Shane Larkin for the Western Conference Finals. Shout out to Barry Larkin, bobblehead over there. <laughs> but my point is. What Brad Stevens did, we all know what he did was remarkable. Yeah. It, it was a phenomenal job with those young pieces. If I'm the Celtics, why do you want to mess with any of that? Like, personally, they have so many good young pieces and two of their stars didn't even play. Why trade any of those people? Danny Ainge made a good point where, you know, after Game 7 they lost and they said, look, you know, people made this, they, they believe, the Boston community believe that we are good enough to beat Cleveland and also like Golden State, but like I remember, I remember why we went and got Kyrie. I remember why we went and got Gordon Hayward. Like we need those guys to get to the next step. I mean, you know, if you want to be really ruthless, we well they they needed for sure in Game Seven the Celtics. Yeah, they needed a guy. It was the first time I ever saw why we needed Kyrie. A guy could get a bucket Uh, exactly, and you know, guy could get his Rosier wasn't great. It was the first time the Rosier wasn't very good at home in the playoffs. He He choked. uh, Yeah, I mean, I I mean, for lack of a better term, I hate it gets overused. Yeah, Rosier, the young guys didn't play great. Tatum played great again. Yeah, but Rosier straight up laid an egg. If you want to be ruthless, like I don't think it'll happen, but you could move Gordon Hayward. Like you could move Gordon Hayward in the Kawhi Leonard P- deal, because because also the Celtics also have the Sacramento Kings 2019 pick. Think about that. They have okay. the they have the Kings pick next year, which is going to be a top five pick. I think yeah, it's top one protected. Then they also have the 2020 Memphis Grizzlies first round pick. Danny Ainge is unbelievable. Is what I'm saying. I've been saying how good he is and, for a while now. And so, for so I'm trying to trust uh, Danny whenever he does. But what I'm saying is, I think he understands how to see the forest for the trees. I think he can see the big picture. So when we're all like, you know, do we need Ka- Kawhi? I think he's probably smart enough to know like whether we do or not. But what about the injury? You know that that is a thing. I mean, is is there a concern? Kawhi's coming off his first big injury. Yeah, season. I think there's a concern, but I think like either, some some of it's a little bit of playing possum. I mean, that, that you know, Tony Parker when he came out and kind of said like this, I had this injury. I was I was healthy like months months ago. You know, yeah. relatively. Um, I think Kawhi's fine. I'm not the best person to, to to think about this because remember when Kevin Durant hurt his foot a couple years ago? I thought Kevin Durant would never be the same. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know exactly. I think it's worth taking a shot because you're still pretty loaded. Yeah. I mean, you're still pretty loaded. Um, but I, I don't know. I totally trust Danny. I think we, we get him. I'll roll with it. And if not... Do you think there will be ton of a ton of moves made pre-draft and during draft? I think they'll be during the draft. I'd like to see that kind of... the, 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 the this. Remember when Anthony Hardaway and when Weber got traded for each other? Um, I was, yeah. I was a little young, but I... You were that young. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was young. Where's Prano for this? Um, but I, I mean, I was like, I was like eleven or something. Ninety four. Was it ninety four? Yeah, yeah, I would have been twelve, going on thirteen. It's like the prime NBA years. It's like when everyone. I also grew up in a not. I mean, I I didn't. Just so you know, growing up, you in Cincinnati, it's not an NBA city, especially yeah. pre LeBron days. Yeah, like it was. It's all college basketball. What's the old Cincinnati pro team basketball? The Royals. The Royals. That's right. I mean, my old man still tells me stories. About going to see Oscar Robertson play for the Royals. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited about tomorrow night. Like I I I want to. I like both drafts, NFL, and NBA. I like the NBA because it's tight. It's like two, I do two hours. I do too. And it starts. You know? it's, it'll be it start. Now I know I don't do the World Cup, but 4 p.m. 
<laughs> You'll just gotten up. You're making your <laughs> eggs. <laughs> I make killer eggs, by the way. I'm good. I should make them for you sometime. Whoa. I, I, whoa. I, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> a little dirty sports overnight. We can wake up. We can watch a little World Cup. The dirty sports slumber party. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the next level of fandom? Like, yeah. <laughs> Pay a certain amount of money. Wasn't Prano like, isn't a, a crisp $100 bill get you anything? So, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Not anything. Hey, you want to hear first. Doug, you, you always, hold on. You're, you're, you're the one who started that. No, a, a crisp $100 bill gets you a live appearance in the Smudge Studio to watch it. Now, if you want to have a slumber party in a onesie with me, uh, $250. 250 okay. You can sleep on my couch. No, you know what? We'll make it a crisp two $100 bills. <laughs> wow. Negotiates yourself. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so for two crisp $100 bills, and I'll cook you the Andy Ruth. You want to hear what the Andy Ruther eggs are? I've been dying to hear this. <laughs> so uh, I, it's all Trader Joe's products. I get uh, some, of, some of those nice, I've been LA-ified, for lack of a better term. Those nice cage-free brown organic eggs. They do taste the best, too, by the way. I agree. Get some of those. Uh I put in some turkey bacon. I, I put the turkey bacon into the uh, oven. Cook, cook two pieces of turkey bacon. Get three or four eggs. Put in some almond milk with that. Scramble them up. I also saute a little spinach. Oh my god! Dice up some mushrooms. Oh my god! Avocado. I put the spinach, the avocado. Cut up the turkey bacon. Put that all in the eggs. Mm. And then I uh, top it off with some pepper and, and also some of my favorite. Now, there's, there's a couple different types of salsa, but I have a specific, I have a salsa for dipping my tortilla chips and I have one for my eggs. Is anyone still listening? This is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. What is this, Martha Stewart? Jesus. I'm like it. I'm, I'm telling you, this is like, I like to cook now. Yeah, the chew ended. No, we got that. The chew ended? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's it's, that the mean? The ABC show that got canceled because of Mario Batali. Yeah, nobody got that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Deep dive. So three, three to four eggs. Three to four eggs. I'm trying to be more on this uh, this paleo diet. Yeah, I got a lot to learn. I... Not paleo diet. What is it? The, the keto. I less carbs. Is it keto for real? Do you feel? Do you feel some? Do you feel some stuff? I've I've I've, I've wanted to dabble in it. I'm not full keto, but uh, I'm definitely a lot of proteins and. Uh, Really try to reduce my carbs. When you do keto, can you get into like is sausages or like fatty meats fine? Yes. Like, it's totally fine. For the most part. Again, I'm not an expert. Yeah. I've, I've listened to enough, uh, too bad Prano's not here to make fun of me. I've listened to enough Joe Rogan. I've also watched a documentary on it and uh, watched other YouTube videos on it. Um, Sounds like you're an expert. <laughs> basically, what happens is this. All those myths, I do know this, all those myths of Back in the 90s and 2000s, the fat-free shit was bullshit. Yeah. That's not good. You need, But you need healthy fats. You need like almonds and nuts and uh, avocados. Like those are good healthy fats. But also, if I run, the truth is, Tug, if I run, and sometimes I'll do this, like the other day I ran eight miles. If I run eight miles, I can't go on no carbs all day. Yeah. My body's saying, give me some fucking carbs, bro. And I look at my body and I go, I'll get you a burrito, bro. And we fucking hit up that taco stand. And then I give the middle finger to all those fucks at Gold's Gym. <laughs> <laughs> wow, spiral. That's what happens. Okay, Tug, let's, uh, let, let, me give, let me give a few more takes on the NBA draft. Any potential busts that you see or sleepers? Anybody off the top of your head? DiVincenzo. You like DiVincenzo? S- sleep, sleeper. Uh, you know, I, I'm hearing Devin Hall's name. Uh, as like a second round 
you know, serviceable pro. He went to UVA. I do like his game. Um, so that's someone that I think, depending on the situation, watch out for Devin Hall, good 3 and D guy. Um, as a guy that's going to come in, I think, make some, make some noise. Here's an Andy Ruther sleeper, Kyrie yeah. Thomas. Yeah. From Creighton. Oh, yeah, you love those sort of, like, Xavier-sized well, teams. Well, uh, yeah, again, because I'm biased, because I've seen, I, I like his game. Uh, he, he's a junior, so he's played three years. Look, we all know it's the end of those type of players, yeah. three-year guys. But I still think a lot of those guys do bring value. Yeah. It's a good transition to the one-and-done rule, which I want to talk about in a let's, second. Let's do it. Yeah. So, so the one-and-done rule, according to reports, will be changed by the 2021 draft? Yeah. That's right, 2021. So anybody can enter the draft by 2021. So basically two years from now. I'm sorry, three years from now. Yeah. Bad at math. <laughs> It's a dead report. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> now, what are your thoughts on this, Tug? I'm excited. I mean, I'm I'm fine. I'm. I think we. I think we've. What's the point of having the one and done? Like, what's the point? Was it for? Because we're to dispel a couple of rumors. Because the pros want a little bit more maturity. I'm asking questions. Yeah. The the pros want a little bit more maturity of their player when they come into the league. So they're not. They're not necessarily. They want even one more year to help. You know develop have some character in that person is that an issue um no i i think it's one i think the one and done rule has 100 percent been on the dumbasses running the ncaa that's right i'm not going to put this on the nba i'm going to put this all on the ncaa they have clearly shown time and time again whether it's basketball football you name it they don't know what they're doing all these stupid rules the nba has been running like a pretty well-operated machine yeah. for some time now. Yeah. You know, from Stern to... Uh, Adam Silver. Adam Silver. Yeah, sorry. Th- thank you, Tug. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're making all the right moves. And they made an, another great move, right? Silver already said it. We're going to make the D-League more competitive, higher pay. Like They're already going to set things in motion to make this happen. I love that. I love that idea. Um, you know, I think the one and done, from a fan perspective, because I totally get why the NCAA wants to hold on to the glamour stars and get people, you know, it's box office. But we haven't seen, the, and, and Prano, like, well, I agree with him. Like, the quality of play is not good. How many, how many of these players that we're currently looking at, like Michael Porter Jr., you know, play th- th- three games or le- one game in the... And you see, like... We didn't talk about him. What do you think of him, by the way? I want to like him. You know why? Because I think he has nice hair. You like the hair? I think he's a handsome guy. But Yeah, you know, his his hair, way better than... Uh, here's my comp. It's an auto comp, Rick Fox. For Trey Young? No, no, no. Michael Porter Jr. Oh, Rick Fox. Yeah. I think, you know... I'm curious. He came out of the number one... He was. I think he was the number one player. Maybe him and Bagley, I think, were 1-2 coming out of high school last year. He goes to Mizzou. He gets injured. Gets his dad. You know, gets out of Washington. Goes to Mizzou. Um, it's an interesting choice, by the way. Have you ever been to Columbia, Missouri? Uh, I once. I went to a steak and shake. That makes sense. That's yeah. Columbia, Missouri. <laughs> I did a uh, I did a comedy show there once, at, at a fraternity booked me at a a ballroom. I don't know if you want to call it a ballroom. A a conference center at a Holiday Inn on campus. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I, so yeah, 
I, 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 I guess that's my point of Michael Porter is I have no clue what he's going to be. I think I think he could be good, but you know, if if he does have the rumor is he canceled his his uh, tryout uh, with some teams because he's got a guarantee he's going to go like top five, top six. Ah, interesting. Yeah, so look for that prospect. But you know, the the other the other flip side is you know you don't want a kid with back, hip and knee injuries, you know, when you're 19 years old. Well, he also is uh, a good guy to talk about because Michael Porter Jr. is now an official member of Puma. Puma! This is some crazy news, man. So Puma, the millennials are like, what the fuck is Puma? They think it's literally we're talking about the cat. Yeah. We're talking about the shoe brand or the athletic apparel. Now has signed Michael Porter Jr., um, DeAndre Ayton, Bagley, and Zaire Smith. So Puma, not Nike, not Reebok, not Adidas, not Under Armour, not all the big dogs. Puma is signing all the top picks. And Rudy Gay. First veteran. Rudy Gay signed today. Rudy Gay. Yeah. And they also have... Uh, they brought on Jay-Z. Cly- is it Clyde Frazier? Yep. And they had Vince Carter for two years. Before, well, here's the reason. Before he went to Nike. Jay-Z. Yeah. Jay-Z is now the... President of Puma Basketball, whatever that means, probably just means his name. But it's pretty like this is pretty big news, actually. I mean, I'm not a sneakerhead uh, at all. In Me fact, either. I haven't owned a pair of basketball shoes probably since I was in the eighth grade. Uh, true story there. But yeah, I don't own basketball shoes. Well, that. Well, so what that, are you playing down at the uh, Venice Courts? Uh, Reebok Classics. Uh-huh. Let's talk about that for a quick minute. Yeah, well, let's do it. Me. The interns, Trevor and EJ, versus you and Prano. Prano and I have had some side chats about this. <laughs> okay. Just diagramming some 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 high lows, some pick and rolls. It's look, it's not going to be pretty. Let's just be honest. It's Why not, do you say that? Because you're playing Reebok Classics. Because I play in Reebok Classics. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like. What, is EJ the tallest guy you have? It's me. You're the tallest guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like a shade above 5'9". I honestly don't think you'll score. Well, well, here's my opinion on it. It's three against two. Yeah. If I'm hitting my shots like I was last Friday when I was just making it rain, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was an impressive feat. I, I, wish I, had, I wish I had somebody there filming me. If that's happening, you guys are in trouble. But the problem is uh, the rebounds. Yeah, there's no there's no rebounds. That's my biggest concern. Zero. I mean, I think Prano tells me he plays defense like Scottie Pippen. So Prano can defend. Yeah. So he's got the and, and you guys both have the wingspan. Yeah, he's a and I play like Stacey Ogman just to really date myself, plastic man. Um, so, so two all defensive, unbelievable players. defensive players. I'm like Paul George defensively when I want to play. I like the Stacey Ogman better. Me too. Um, I think I set the line at like eleven three or four. Like, oh, you're sitting at eleven three to four. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say right now here on Dirty Sports that the line is three and a half. Playing only ones, right? We're playing ones and twos. Ones and twos. Okay, so I'll change that to five and a half. Five and a half. Tug yep. Coker is setting the line. Joe Prano, Tug Coker versus me and the interns. Yeah. You have to get the five and you have to get the six. Basically, a six is a win in Vegas for you. For sure we get to six. No chance. For sure no we get to six. No chance. In fact, I'll even one-up you. I could play you 
in some phenomenal flag and anthem clothes, and we'd still get to six. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm dressed like a slob today, but I'll tell you what, guys. I got a great new flag and anthem shirt. Last night I was rocking some of my slim fit black jeans and some other gear. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but flag and anthem, guys, is where you should get all your gear. You can look as fresh as Joe and I do. We'll maybe get some tugs, some flag and anthem I gear. Some. I need some. Are you going to play in those uh, black jeans? Maybe. That's nice slim fit. Yeah. You, you can get them. You go to flagandanthem.com. You drop promo code Dirty, you get 25% off your first order, Tug. I'm in. You're in. I'm in. With the, get, you, get you flag and anthem gear with the, the beard, the flowing <laughs> hair. I mean, you could model for them, Tug. Oh, yeah. I think they need models. So, Dirtballs, take advantage of this great offer right now. Go to flagandanthem.com. Drop promo code Dirty at checkout. That will get you 25% off your first order. And tweet at us and tweet at them. When you get some clothes, I want to see how good you guys look. Shout out to everybody in the Midwest. Step up your step up your game, guys. Don't don't look like me. Look look, look like a fresh uh, LA person. It's a terrible look. You don't like this look? It's kind of disrespectful to Prano because he did dye this shirt. That's true. That's true. It's a good tie dye job. A, yeah. You you don't like the the joggers and my my <laughs> you do. Adidas. You look like the girls in college. <laughs> <laughs> That's we just lay around the lounge area, you know, doing some work. I'm dressed like a the, college the, girl. Yeah, the sweats. I love they're, sweats, they're bro. Probably, yeah. It's pretty amazing. You say that, but I was wearing these sweatpants the night I met the Israeli girls before the, the infamous Andy Ruth with threesome. I'm just saying. Well, it, was th- it was basically this outfit. Yeah. We're gonna play, so we're going to play hoops. Uh, we'll, we'll figure when out When do you want to play? I told you. That I'm trying to go to Europe for 10 days because I, I have a pipe dream to go to Wimbledon and then run with the Bulls. I mean, this guy, Tug Coker, Wimbledon, running if, of the Bulls. If, if, if any of the dirtballs out there have ever been to Pamplona and run with the Bulls, please hit me up on Twitter and tell me the things I need to know. Um, you know, right now it's just sort of like it's just on, on a, a whim, but I want to do it. I want to be adventurous this summer. So, so who, who are you doing me. this with? My partner in crime. From now we're talking, Tommy Dewey and I have these aspirations. He'll be in France, and he's doing, he's doing a six-day uh, uh, cycling trek through um, Europe. I'm uh, in the wrong profession. You are. You, you, you actors going on these cycling through France, going to Wimbledon in the running of the Bulls. What the fuck are Prado and I are doing a goddamn podcast out of my studio apartment? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can come. I mean, I mean, it's not like, it's, you know, you guys have flown Norwegian Air. It's not like I'm breaking the bank. It's a very affordable airline. I've never flown Norwegian Air. It'll be my first time, and I'm I'm a little nervous. Is it like Spirit Air of Europe? I had, yes, it is. I had some problems trying to to, <laughs> to to get my ticket, and I called them, and the, their headquarters is in uh, is in Kiev, in Ukraine. I was like, I don't even know where that is. <laughs> I saw the look on your face. <laughs> the fuck, I saw the look the on fuck your is face. Kiev? Is that a sausage? I don't know what that is. The fuck is that? Um, but yeah, so yeah, yeah. Hit me up, guys, if you guys have any tips on um. On, on northern Spain, I'm definitely into that. But uh, so so my my point is, but you've, we been, to play, Sp- you've we, been to Spain. I have, I have. Lovely country. Love it, love it. They take naps still. I love it. Any country that takes naps as adults is is a great country. Agree. I think that's part of the. That's I totally agree. Siesta. Yep. It's amazing. So I'm going there. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so we play before then and we play after. I mean, I, I mean, eleven to five and a half is just waiting for you. Okay. Whenever. 
Now, when you do the running of the bulls, are you, what are you going to do? Like, you going to go, f- like, how does it work? I don't, I don't know. I mean, again. Do well, people have stations? Well, you, you go on, you, go, you see the videos on YouTube and, you know, I think there's different. When's the last it's, time all, somebody, it's not very far. It's like, it's like a half mile run. When's the last time somebody died? I think, I think last year. Because they just get gored to death? Yeah. The adrenaline rush, bro. I know. I don't know if I'll do it on the day. I'll probably get too scared. No, you got to do it. I'll come back and I'll give you a full report on, you know, if we did it or not. But it's well, just no, you can't go to Pamplona and not do I, it. I agree. I would do it. It's just, I don't know. You know, things happen to you. Now, if you died. <laughs> if I died. No, no, I'll, not, I'll definitely come back on the podcast and tell you about it. No, no, no. It. Hypothetically, if you died, does that mean our scene is cut out of now we're talking? No, no. No way. The scene stays. You, okay, you're in it. You're not in it for very long, but the, the scene that I cut for you guys in the bonus features is, is quite funny. So, so we have a better scene in the bonus features. No question, 100%. But everybody does. Like, you know, every, I, like, it's like because it's like a montage of people. Okay. Yeah. You're in there with Chris Broussard. And, I, I interviewed Chris Broussard. Yeah. yeah. And um, like. Uh, I told you, Chris Broussard went to the same grade school as my dad. Oh, yeah, we know. It's, 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 it's a. Six degrees from Walt Ruther. His dad and your dad. It's his dad and your dad. It was Chris Broussard's dad and my dad. Okay, yeah, that's it. Because Chris Broussard grew up in Cleveland. Yeah. My sources so, tell me that he grew up in Cleveland. My sources tell me. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, I'm. I'm. I. You know. I. I. I just want to come out healthy out of that eleven to four win that we're gonna that Joe and I are gonna put on you. What's your biggest concern on facing us? Staying healthy. Staying not, not, not being hurt by a bunch of small... You, you know who's tenacious is EJ. I believe that. He's got that Latin Puerto Rican blood in him. What man. does Trevor do well in the court? Uh, <laughs> he just gasps for air. <laughs> Tre- Trevor, for being a 20... This, this is amazing. Trevor and EJ are both 25. Look, we're old men. Trevor, 25, is just... This, this, here's Trevor's problem, and this is his problem when Joe and I have faced him and EJ. Trevor just will not play defense. Yeah. Even, like, if I've, let's say I've hit two threes in a row, Trevor's the type of guy who would still give me the wide open three, where it's like, dude, I just hit two. You probably don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't I want, want a heat check. Yeah. Give me the heat check. He won't do that, so he'll yeah. just give me an open three. Yeah. So that's my biggest concern with Trevor. The, the comp that's coming to my mind with Joe and myself is that when, um, in the Dream Team in 92. Yes, I remember it very well. Um, Not Angola. When, yeah, I, I don't know anything about Angola, but they in trouble. Charles Barkley quotes. So good. great line. Um, Tony Kukoc. When um, they played Kukoc, is that his name? Yeah, What's his L- name. Uh, Croatia. I think I forget where he's from. L- L- Lithuania or Croatia. Someone looked that up for us. I think it's Croatia. I'm pretty sure Kukoc um, is from Croatia. But Jordan and Pippen were like, "We're gonna, we're gonna hound you," and you. I think he scored two points. Pippen guarded him 94 feet. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do to you. To me personally. That's what I do to you personally. You and Prano are going to... Here's my, here's my thing. 11 to, five, 11 to 5 or 11 to 4, Ruther does not score in the game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now you're saying I'm not going to score. Yeah, I'm going to say that, that if, if I let you score, I don't know. Maybe I'll get a line in my head. First of all, I don't think you get a line <laughs> in your no head. There's no chance I get a line. Why wouldn't you get a line in your head? I don't know. I, I'll take you to my boy Trippy. Yeah, I heard about Trippy. You heard all about Trippy? Yeah. 
Yeah. Trippy was definitely high when he did my. I just lines. don't think he'll score, and I don't think you guys will get to. Five, but why would I not score? That means you're gonna. Be, it's not like I'm, it's not like you need to double team me. What, I mean, what are you gonna? I do? think Joe or oh, go, go, like boxing. We boxing one you, and then one of us guards both EJ. And, EJ can play, man. We'll find out. I mean, I know I'm throwing Trevor completely under the bus we'll, right now. We'll find out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. It'll be interesting. I think we should also set an over and under how many dudes come over and say, you want threes? You want threes? 100% chance three and two is going to get like at least seven calls from the sideline. When I played by myself last Friday, the, the key when you go out to the Venice Beach courts is you go out early. And by early, it's like 11 a.m. That's yeah. what's so funny. It's not even early. <laughs> I went out last week and I shot around. I had my Andy Ruther workout mix on Spotify. That's what I was listening to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's why my J was so money. <laughs> These are the people that came over. An obese black woman with another group of obese black women. I'm talking like 300 pounds. She goes, can I get a shot? And of course I'm like, yeah, I want to watch this. The ball maybe went a foot off, like above her. <laughs> and then her friends were losing it. Uh, a white European guy who was probably in his 50s wearing... Tivas. Another couple. Like, like these are the people who come over like, can I get a shot? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, what? They just want one shot and then walk off? They want one shot and then walk off. That's so, that's so stupid. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, Tug. Well, I'm looking forward to it. You've done a great job, as always. I love when you fill in for Prano. I mean, I miss my boy, but... Prano, really, he, he's, he kind of plays God. He'll, he'll text me and say good or bad. Prano's been yeah. in here. I know. He's probably sleeping now. No, Prano's been in this the whole time. I'm looking at the comment section. Should I go to some questions? You want to throw a couple questions out there before we move on? Guys, if you have any questions, we're going to wrap up the episode. Uh, So if you have any questions, it's a little delay, but fire away here on YouTube. Thank you to all the Dirtballs who watched us live. I love going live. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun, and uh, we appreciate all the support when we go live. So if you guys have any questions for myself or Tug... Fire away. Tug, anything you want to promote right now while I'm looking at these? Just want people to keep uh, keep their eyes, you know, keep on the lookout for the, the release of Now We're Talking. We're, we're still closing in on an air date. I'm hearing this summer, you know, a lot of you, a lot of you guys and gals know me, um, but I'm really excited about the second season. We wrapped it up. Um, should be coming soon. It's on a small network run by Verizon called Go90. But it is, you know, once we have a chance to get it up and running, it's totally free. And it's if you love sports, which I know it's why you all are here at the podcast, um, I think you're going to really love this show. I think it's some of the funniest actors that you've seen on shows like The Office, uh, Veep, all these you know great actors doing you know some great roles on our show. So it's called Now We're Talking. Hope you guys check it out. That's that's um, that's coming out this summer. So season uh, one was great. Yeah, you can check out season one right now on Go Ninety. It's one hour of content, small, small episodes, but some great. Another great group of actors. My buddy Malcolm Barrett's on it. If you watch Timeless or you watch Preacher, um, Molly Ephraim. If you saw Last Man Standing, that was on with Tim Allen for so many years. Um, a lot of great act, um, athletes, you know. So check that out. Go, go to go to Go Ninety dot com. Look for now. We're talking. And not to mention, uh, it's small. But Joe and I have a cameo. It's really good, too. 
but, but really it's just about the the bonus feature like that i cut that i cut that a couple months ago and it's really fun i'm excited to see it yeah that's the best part so support our boy tug and of course you can follow him on twitter at tug coker we all love the tc minute which today has been a tc about 90 minutes we do have a couple questions tug okay we have from johnny fez i'm a teacher and need to teach kids in juvenile detention tomorrow to substitute what should I teach? Don't teach shit, bro. Juvenile detention? Talk to them about life. That's my advice. When you're a teacher. That's what I'm saying. When you're a former teacher. You know the best. That's what I'm saying. I used to teach kids that were delinquents, and there'd be days where we just talked about life. Just show dangerous minds. Yeah. They need somebody to talk to. That's my advice there. Tug, when are you going to go on Dirty Slides? That's coming from Stanga. Stanga. Haven't been at I need to really step up my game with baseball. Like, baseball was a first love for a long time, and... Um, Somewhere along the line. It's the only sport where I kind of let go of my number one team with the Detroit Tigers. And um, I'd love to get back on there because I, I see Prano's love for Mike Trout out there. And we, I think we should get out there just to tout how great Mike – tout the trout. Let's, is that, is that, has that been started anywhere? Tout the trout. Yeah. Has that been hashtagged anywhere? That's a fucking – that's a good uh, – it's a good t-shirt. I saw, I saw a stat that he hasn't – he hasn't gone two games in a row – I saw this. Without, without getting on base. Ever? Since in the last two seasons. Yeah, he hasn't gone two games in a row without getting on base. That's, that's nuts. And the whole point of baseball is to get on base. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. So when, when I get 100 more stats like that, I'm getting on dirty slides. One last question from Brent DeHuff. Which city would have the most Super Bowl babies if they won next year? So I think he's basically saying... Who's doing the most unprotected fucking? Mm, that's, a good, that's a really good question. Which city would have the most Super Bowl babies if they won next year? I'm going to go with Oakland. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. My argument for Oakland is uh, it's their last year in Oakland and also a very high Hispanic population. We all know... <laughs> We all know Mexicans yeah. do not like condoms. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot. Of, isn't there a lot of hatred for for the Raiders right now with, in Oakland though? Like, because the is there a sense of abandonment? Yeah, but they'll all be hate fucking. That's true. There's a reason that term exists. I like Minnesota because okay. I think they got a real shot. They've never won it. It's super cold. You got to get warm. I like the Minnesota Vikings. That's my number one pick. I like it. All right, guys. Well, that is the show. You, of course, can go see Joe Prano live. He's doing an East Coast tour. Go see him, guys. Go to JoePrano.com. I know he's got a bunch of shows. Support our boy. You can follow him on Twitter, at Fix Your Life. You can follow me, at Andy Ruther, and the show at The Dirty Sports. And we got so many great iTunes reviews recently because I said something, Tug, that I would get the... Who is this guy? Real quick before we wrap it up. I said I would get a haircut of this guy if we got enough iTunes reviews. Who is this guy? Do we know who this guy is? <laughs> it was a tweet from Nick underscore Lato 12. Nick and uh, Nick said, you know, how many how many iTunes reviews do we need to get that haircut? And I said, we need 2000 ratings. Yeah. So we need about 500 more ratings. Anyway, so just leave those ratings, guys. Help support the show. And uh, that's basically it. Tug, always a pleasure. Couldn't be happier having you fill in for Prano. I just want to say thanks for all the support from all the dirt balls out there. It's fun talking to you guys on social media. You can follow me uh, uh, at Tug Coker on Twitter and Instagram. I'm gonna try to get some stories up uh, as I as I as I hit around, go around LA, checking out the different bars at yes. five, eight, eleven in the morning, 
showing you what people are up to. And hopefully, if I get to Pamplona, like I said, please help me out if you got advice. Maybe I'll get up early, Tug. Maybe, maybe send me a text. Let's maybe, do it. Maybe I'll meet you. There's some fun games coming up. Yeah. So, um, oh, the last thing I'll say, and I just appreciate it. This is a quick World Cup nugget. Last one. It's TC Minute. Um, the, 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 the referee from Portugal and Morocco today was accused of asking for Pepe's jersey during the game. Oh, wow. And he's, an, he's a math teacher from New Jersey. I need you to stand up and support these teachers. What are they doing, Andy? Well, I, I, have, I don't support the teachers. Yeah. Sorry. You can't, you can't be asking for jerseys. During the yeah, game. I can't, su- or, <laughs> I can't be asking I, for I support teachers. I can't support that. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a crazy move. So anyway. Why, but bigger question. Why is a math teacher refereeing a World Cup I don't, game? I have no idea. I mean, hold on a second. <laughs> we're going to wrap up, guys. <laughs> that is a we're, whole we're discussion. Wrap up. A math teacher yeah. is refereeing the biggest soccer event that only happens once every four years. He refs for the MLS. But come on, man. I know. I'm just saying. Like, you look at the NFL, a lot of those guys are like lawyers and they have prominent positions. This guy's telling kids to fucking stop farting in class. <laughs> and, then, and now he's refer- I'm just yeah. saying. It's no wonder he's asking for a jersey. God, poor yeah. guy. Yeah. I feel sorry for him. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, um, anyway, thanks for all the support. For, thanks for having me on, Andy. Thank you, Joe, for letting me keep your seat warm. I'm not a replacement. I'm just trying to keep the, the, the show alive till you get back. Well, thank you, Tug, and thanks to all the dirtballs. I cannot thank you guys enough for all your support. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.